Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you're listening to the 60 Cycle Hum Mod Contest Results This episode. is the, uh, the awards ceremony, Steve. Give it a little bit more excitement and than just, oh, here's the results. How long am I going? I hope this sounds like something isn't just complete garbage. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, we had to push this back two weeks because we had a surprise guest our last recording session. We had Nick from Prisma Guitars, and we're like, we can't throw this on to Nick. He doesn't know what any of this is. Let's uh, let's push the, uh, the mod contest judging back. The next recording session. So here we are. We have all the results. We have all the notes from our celebrity judges, and we have a uh, an averaged vote from the inner circle, which is uh, basically being a tiebreaker for second place. Yes. Uh, so let's get into it. I think we're going to start off by reading the uh, the, the comments from our celebrity judges. We're going to talk about who those celebrity judges are. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we've got Paul Frank. Yes, that Paul Frank, the guy who uh, who made Julius the Monkey, is really popular uh, back in the day. Still popular now, but yeah. really, really popular back in the day. Uh, he's a big guitar guy, a big fan of guitars. Does lots of really cool guitar projects. I follow him in on on Instagram. You should follow him too. I just hit him up and I was like, "Hey, Paul, would you like to judge on this cool like contest that we're doing?" And he was. Very accommodating and very excited, and was the first person to send in their uh, their judging materials. So we've got him listed here first. Next up, we've got Doug Cower, yeah, from Cower Guitars slash Titan Guitars, old buddy of ours. Uh, he's also in the IC, so I don't know if his votes got counted in the IC vote, but who cares when you're in the IC? Sometimes you get to vote twice. <laughs> so we've got some notes from him, and then we also have. Mike Adams, yeah. Michael Adams from uh, he was from Mike and Mike's Guitar Bar, uh, but he's uh, Pusheen on Instagram. Yeah, and he uh, will frequently show up in articles uh, as a writer for different uh, blogs here and there and, and journals. So, and he's also a cool like guitar modding guy himself. He's really big into like all these modded offsets and various funky guitars. So he was a clear choice. And Star Trek. And he loves Star Trek. He's got this vintage Next Generation shirt that if I ever see one of my size, I will pay upwards of 30 to $35 for one. <laughs> it's probably never going to happen. Um, but yeah, let's read these, uh, these honorable mention comments. Uh, these are the ones that uh, they didn't land on the math that calculated the first, second, and third place, but they are the votes that our celebrity judges put in. So might as well start at the top and work our way down, unless you want to mix it up, Steve. No, let's do this thing. Okay, so Paul Frank's uh, votes were like all over the map compared to everyone else's, which I love. So none of these ended up placing all three of his votes. His first place vote was for... Number 11, which is from Scott Hamilton. Yeah. Which was like this cool, like, kit built. He he bought a uh, a kilt. Yeah, a kilt. He bought a kit for a, a semi-hollow or a full hollow. Some kind of jazz box here. Yeah, he says, um, he's got a bunch of comments on it. Uh, but um, he says, uh, formally submitting my mod contest entry. It's a blemish kit from the fret wire. 
and uh, he modded it with a few tweaks. Uh, it came blemished. There was heavy glue flow all over the neck, so he had to clean it, repair the fretboard. He had to reseat frets. Uh, he had to replace, or he replaced the tunematic bridge um, with a roller bridge, just a bunch of other stuff. Uh, the body was rough sanded, so he had to do a bunch of sanding. It's a whole lot of work. You guys can read the, the full list on there. Uh, but what he ended up with was a semi-hollow guitar in a beautiful dark stain. Yeah, it turned out really nice. It's a cool look. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, some of the Ibanez mm. hollow bodies that they put out. They had like that uh, like relic look to them. Right. So re- you want to read uh, Paul Frank's note on this? Yeah, he says, uh, fret work... Hollow body kit guitar. I like this one because the contestant took a chance on an unfinished kit guitar. He wasn't afraid to get in there and fix problems like loose frets, fill bridge holes, new nut, cool pickups, and make new parts like the pit guard. I also dig the look and color of the finish, nice and simple with the oiled top coat. This mod slash build really inspires me to want to try one of these kits someday. That's a great note. Like Paul, like like I said, like his votes were all over the map compared to everyone else's, but he's just got some really great notes on stuff. His second place vote is for the Tisco Les Paul Epiphone, which is our number 16. Yeah, this was sent in by uh, Coach Schneider. Oh, yeah. Uh, he says, was uh, hoping to get a different one finished in time, but I didn't do it. So here's this one. Uh, this is an Epiphone SL retopped to cover the routes and then added a Tisco style. Uh, it's Tisco, huh? Yeah, it's Tisco. Tisco style trim. with heist. And Tysco. O- yeah, and only use the neck pickup. Neck lightly sanded to get rid of the sticky. <laughs> I really love the pit guard design on this. I know this is my own commentary. It's just so funky, and I love that he covered up the, the bridge pickup route and made it a neck pickup only guitar. It's yeah, it definitely has. So funky and weird. It takes on a very like vintage aesthetic beyond what like t- a TV yellow yeah. flat top Les Paul already has. So this is what Paul Frank said. He says, I like this one because it's just a fun mod on a guitar that had not much to lose. I dig the pit guard and the just go for it attitude the modder seems to have had. Makes me happy to look at. If you can make Paul Frank happy, you're doing something. Because that guy, his business is happy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Moving on to his third place vote, which is number 12, Nick Stewart. Yeah, this one... uh... Paul says Rosewood Strat. I realize this one is probably more work than uh, work than all of them. This is uh, Paul Frank's note on it that yeah. Steve is reading right now. Uh, but it's almost too good for a modding contest. I dig the custom turned parts like the tips and knobs. Yeah. The choice of wood makes this a really uh, makes this a really original build and something you don't see every day. But it sounds great. And honestly, like that was kind of like my take on it as well. Um, I really love all of the work that went into it. Uh-huh. My only like knock on it was like oh but it's just like a strat yeah and it's kind of like a sad knock i i thought i mean the, personally the, the like turning the the uh making the the tip for the the trim bar like put it over the top for me it was like wow that's really cool uh my my take on it is that i say it all the time i like contrast and there's just too much of the same wood grain in this for me to be personally excited about it like the the execution is spot on i, I think this is a really great uh, mod project i just like if there was a white or like a lighter colored wood pick guard on this to break up uh the color and give some contrast i would have been more about this i guess but yeah paul frank's got good notes on it like the extra bits that went into this are just fantastic what i i interrupted you i'm sorry about no that. no 
We're good. All right, now moving down to Doug Cowers' honorable mentions. Uh, he's got a note for his third place vote for number 10. Yep, number 10 here is from Jeff Hewnick. Hugh. See, that's why I waited, I waited for you. I was like, I don't know how to say that last name. I'll let Steve biff it up. It says uh, Jeff Hewnick. We'll go with that. This guitar's name is Ellie. Says, oh, hello, uh, hello, Ellie. Doug says, I'm, I'm a little biased because my personal Arcturus is basically th- exactly this, surf green plus strap pickups. Uh, I thought this was exceptionally well done, though starting with a clean slate makes it a bit easier than some of the others, in my opinion. Um, yeah, so this is a surf green Stratomaster. It starts with a... Um, it looks like a kit build, right? It's It looks like a kit build, yeah. So it's a GFS... XGP Jazzmaster body, mm. which is a, a part set that a lot of people have been asking about. Um, it's got a Warmoth 70 Strat neck with Gibson scale length, Seymour Duncan custom Sagger SSL5 in the bridge, uh, vintage for Strat in the middle, and Strat Texas Hot Antiquity in the neck. That is quite a pickup set. Yeah. A uh, bunch of other stuff. Again, you guys can check out the pictures. Um, I'll post the link to all of this stuff. Yeah, we should just post a link to the Google Drive so yeah. everyone can look through the whole thing. Uh, Oh, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I can set that up, I think. Well, that's how we shared it to the judges. We just shared them a lead. Mm. Okay. Oh. Should be easy. Uh, but, yeah, this thing looks fantastic. I didn't vote for it because, honestly, like, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, Stratomasters. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what do you think I was going to say? I don't know. I was just waiting for something a little salty and saucy. I guess. No, it's just like a personal thing. It look. I agree with Doug. Like it looks very well done. Yeah. It's just not like. Did a he cut this pick guard? I'm sorry if I missed me. that. Um, because that's a unique cut around the bridge there. I don't know if I've seen this pick guard before. I'm not sure if it says. I'm not seeing it in in here anywhere but i'm not it's possible that i'm missing it so sure all right well let's move on uh doug's next honorable mention is for number 12 number 12 we already talked about that's the rosewood strat and doug says he loves the handmade rosewood knobs and such Mm -hmm. short honorable mention from him uh then we have three honorable mentions from uh michael adams yeah number nine number nine was sent by emily harris uh Mike Michael says, love the color and the gold undercoat. Really thoughtful, intentional work that the $15 body could never deserve. It's beautiful. I'm jealous. Rad. 7 it, out of 10. This is easily the best first act transformation that I've seen. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is, right? It's a first act. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there it is. That purple sparkle finish, I want that on at least three or four guitars. And I usually don't like gold hardware. That is gold that I'm seeing, right? Mm-hmm. It just looks fantastic. I mean, it's no surprise. Uh, Emily's always posting uh, Prince gifts oh, on yeah. the Facebook group. Uh, you can definitely see where she's coming from with this one. And th- that gold undercoat. I-, I love that she sent the uh, the progress pictures of the finish with all the toothpicks sticking out of the holes. Just fantastic. I- Is I'm that a, big... a thing that people do? Yeah, it's to keep I- the holes from filling that. in with paint. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It just a great finished product. Really good uh, job. Yeah. Emily. So she says, uh, "Big Prince fan, and since his most anthemic songs are Purple Rain and Gold, I had to do Purple with Gold Hardware." Yeah, it's a different neck, right? What did what neck did she put on this? Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. 
I'm not um, seeing anything. She just said it was a loaded for. Oh, it was a loaded first act body, so it is a different neck. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not seeing. Oh, she said I took a maple neck I picked up somewhere. It's like a Telecaster neck. Did a cherry stain to make it a little colorful. It just looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, number fourteen is Mike's next honorable mention. Yeah, it says it was set, sent in by Suzanne, uh, like. Um. It's also a first act. Yeah, Mike is loving the first acts. And uh, Mike said, I dig the look, the blowtorch finish, and the lone P90. Mad respect for modding effects and tweaking the circuits. That's not something I'd be able to do. I need to know how this sounds. Um, so, yeah, they installed, a, or a Suzanne installed an onboard fuzz slash boost slash overdrive that reacts to the volume and tone controls of the guitar. Uh says, I believe it's a similar circuit to the Mythos Golden Fleece with added mods I designed. The effect can seen in the after video, which has all three modes on. Do we have an after video? I didn't load it into the drive because I wanted the drive to be pretty lightweight right. for the uh, the judges. But we can uh, we can post those sorts of videos in the uh, in the post on the Facebook group when yeah. we post yeah. this episode. And then the the last honorable mention from Mike before we get into the final ceremony here is number eight. Which is Matt Walls and the uh, the Pink Jazz Master. <laughs> this one is cool. This started as a Squire Vintage Modified Jazz Master, um, which is, he says, is the same one that you had, except his didn't have, doesn't have the mastery. Right. Uh, the goal of Project Hashtag Refinish Him is a pink <laughs> coral color uh, in nitro lacquer with matching headstock. So it, it started as Sunburst and it transitioned to this coral lacquer. And it's actually like, that, that coral looks really yeah, nice. Yeah, the body um it's got some wear on it already. Um the, Well, what happened is that he p- started putting the paint down and it just started flaking off yeah. places, which is like he was posting about this as it was happening on the group and like I got the paint on next day. The paint's all flaking off. I don't know <laughs> I don't know what to do. And I think I mean talk about a relic. I think the way it turned out is is pretty cool looking. It yeah, doesn't I look think the, the body looks really good. The headstock's a little wonky to my t- to where I feel like a naturally, uh, I like it. Occurring relic might happen. It, but. To me, it looks like it doesn't look like oh, this came out of the factory and then someone played this guitar for sixty years and now it's relic. It looks like someone bought this guitar in the sixties, hated the paint in the seventies. And covered it up in a crappy way, and it's just been flaking off ever since, sort of thing. Well, there we go. So it's kind of got that like covered up, like home done look. But I really love the way the paint is flaking off, and I know it's completely unintentional, but I think it's a good save for the look of this guitar. I think I'm a big fan of it. I actually voted this for my third place, and uh, the IC voted it too to be uh, first place. Was the IC vote? Yeah, but I f- yeah. I feel like the inner circle vote uh, was colored a little bit by the fact that a lot of the people were like know everyone based on because I the the judging materials in the Google Drive didn't have anyone's names attached to it. Right. So some of them no one had seen yet, and the ones that they had seen, I feel like the votes really skewed towards those. So. Um, <laughs> So when we hit our first, our third place. There was place, a little bit of community favoritism going on. When we hit our I'm third saying. place here, it actually cracks me up a little. 
because so are uh, we jumping into the the, the I believe, actual I think like so. I think the medalers now? I think we've hit them all. We're hitting bronze medal. So we're gonna hit the bronzer. We should have done this when the Olympics were going on. Uh, I made a whole yeah, thing about it. Huh. Could have made a could have made some money off the Olympics. Yeah. Did they sue like the Super Bowl? I don't think they're as litigious as a Super Bowl because it's a global thing, so it's harder for them to track everything. Uh, so this is uh, our third place entry. Um, both uh, Doug put this as his tied for second place entry. Yeah, D- Doug uh, made like five entries and it was like, "This is tied for second. This is tied for third. It's like if it's tied for second, that's your third place vote, Doug. Like, let's be honest. And uh, then you're tied for third." is your fifth place vote. So those became honorable mentions. And the way that we calculated the wins is we added up all the votes and we applied a point system. First place is three points. Second place is two points, obviously. And third place is one point. And so it just basically became, it came down to which entries got the most points uh, is how we decided. So third place did you say which one it is yet? Yeah, no. Uh, but I will say that third place uh, overall got a third place vote from me, a second place vote from you, a third place vote from Doug, and a first place vote from uh, Michael Adams. Uh, this one actually cracked me up. This is the one that I thought was uh, the the one of the ones that would get judged unfairly in the inner circle, mm-hmm. though I guess it did not show up on the list. Um, this was sent in by Jimmy Rambler. Uh, I also wonder if people in the inner circle didn't go through the whole list. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, Jim Bowers, uh, it says, I left the particulars in the group post. So he, so some of these two were already posted into the main group. Right. Um, but this is a 60s dual sonic neck, an 80s lead two body repainted by a three-year-old, Telly Bridge, converted 24-inch scale with longer screws, a lead two pit guard, um, Seymour, Seymour Duncan Humbucker. Uh, and he's got shots all throughout here of the body. I love the shot everything. of him and his kid spraying it. Yeah, so spraying. that was the one where like I was just going through the pictures and not really like thinking about the people. Uh, oh, because you didn't send it when you sent it out to the judges. There's no names, right? And I was like, I've seen this guitar, but I don't remember who did it. And then I got to this picture, I was like, oh, it's Jim. <laughs> uh, but I thought this was very like a really cool red, white, and blue finish. It's like. It's that patriotic in a evil can evil sort of way. I'm getting a strong like MC5 vibe off of sure. it. Sure. Also, the red, white, and blue big stripe thing on a guitar has a history behind it. I don't know if you know the history. I guess I don't. Um, Educate me. I don't know if it originated with Moserite, but Moserites have famous versions of this color scheme, mm. where it's red, white, and it's blue. It's not a patriotic thing at all. It's a traveling salesman thing. Really? Where the traveling salesman would go, you know, retailer to retailer, store to store, trying to sell these guitars. And he would carry one guitar with him that had three available finishes on it. That's where it comes from. That makes sense. Because red, white, and blue were like the main colors that you could get a guitar in. Exactly. Like... So it's the, like you could get it, classic colors. it. You can order it in this color, this color, or this color, and you can see it on the guitar. Yeah. So that's kind of where it comes from. And, you know, various famous guitarists over the years have picked them up and made them like, oh, I play this guitar, but it's like, uh, that's how it originated. So I love that throwback on this guitar. I also love, and I mean this in the best way possible, I love how crappy the paint it looks on it. Like, look right. at this photo here. You can see the bubbling. You can see the dripping and the cracking. 
where like you can see the overlaps where the red is overlapping the white and the the blue is overlapping the white. Yeah. There's overspray places and stuff like that. It's not a relic. It's like a punk rock garage paint job mm-hmm. and it looks really fun in that sort of way and I'm just a big fan of the look. Uh I also when he posted this on the Facebook group, I'm like you know that you starting with a lead two body is like cheating. Like you're bribing the judge at this point. Because I'm, right. I'm a big fan of the lead two shape. Every time uh, locally there's a, there's a, is it a Harmony lead two knockoff that pops up on Craigslist every once in a while? Yeah, like, yeah. Every time I see it, I'm like, do I want to sp- I think it's like $350. I'm like, do I want to spend $350 on this? You shouldn't for a knockoff. It, if you're going to spend $350, buy the real thing, man. But the real thing is like five or $600 Yeah, now. pony up like twice as much and get the real thing. Like, <sighs> you need to save those. Be legit, dude. You need to save those save those monies. I love that there's... I don't know if he faked it or if he's just been playing it, but I love the belt rash on the back. I think he faked that. I think it's just chains and stuff. Yeah, yeah, keys. He hit it with his mm. keys a bunch of times. Uh, I love that the pit guard he put on there doesn't cover the route hole. Perfectly. Yeah. And it's which wrapped I don't, around. Which I don't this, understand. It's wrapped he, around this giant Telecaster bridge, which is crazy. He had to cut this pit guard, right? I thought it said it was the original pit guard. He had to have cut that, that, uh, that bridge hole for it. That's just crazy. It says it's a lead to pit guard routed for Telly Bridge, so I think it was just the way it got put back on. I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to know where that came from. But yeah, I'm just a big fan of this. Let's uh, let's move on to the number two, the silver medal. Yeah, the silver medal. This is number seven uh, on this guitar. Uh, this was Doug Cower's first place. Uh, no, sorry. This was Doug Cower's second place. What? It's Doug Cower's first place. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at the wrong. I'm looking at number a different one. Yeah. Doug Cowher's first place, my second place, and Michael Adams' second place. And I didn't vote for it, so I'm sorry, number seven. Yeah, it says uh, this was from Paul Pennington. He says, "Hello, guys. Here we have an Epiphone Les Paul special with a fabric top, fiberglass sealer, so it is rock hard." Then I cut a binding channel and added binding, which I've never done before. Super scary, and I'm excited I didn't ruin anything. It's not perfect, but it was challenging and fun. So the pictures it starts with a red. Uh, Epiphone Les Paul Special uh, P90. And uh, you get some good close-up shots. No in-between shots, but you get a couple decent shots of the top, which um, is that grandma's suitcase. Oh, I love it. Couch, whatever, pillow. And then with the binding, like that's a, the binding is a I real mean, if, classy touch. If Salvage was still doing their thing, I would have loved a a pedal board uh Case covered in this fabric just yeah. fantastic this is a really great project i uh, i must have really loved the ones that i voted for to not vote for this because i love this a lot uh it's just a really fun project with the fabric top and then the binding experiment like that's really the spirit of this competition is to get people like doing stuff that's outside their comfort zone yeah and like modding guitars in you know kind of fun ways and that's that's a big risk to start cutting into the wood to do your own binding. Pretty wild. It turned out just great looking. Really cool. I feel like if I had done this, I would have put more uh, clear coat on top of the fabric to get a little bit more of a gloss going on. Because mm-hmm. in this last photo, you can kind of see the texture of the fabric a little bit. 
But I think the execution is really, really good. And it's just beautiful, too. Love that fabric. Do we have anything else to say? Do we have any... I don't have we been we reading the notes on these? Yeah. What did... Uh, who voted for this? Did we read Doug's vote? Uh, Doug's... Oh, you know what? Maybe I didn't. I just read what they voted for. So Doug said, love this one, especially that he bound it instead of hiding the edge with a sunburst. And uh, Michael said, um, oh, my God, this is gorgeous. The choice of fabric and its apparent application is well executed, giving excuse me, the guitar an upmarket vibe that belies its bang for buck origin. I would be, be proud to play this one. Eight out of fucking ten. Whoa. Let's uh let's rewind for a second and read the notes for uh number seventeen, which is third place. So Doug Howard says on number seventeen, Buck Owens duo lead du- lead Sonic. Love this super hacky, but it works, and I really enjoyed that his kid painted it. And then for oh, we don't have notes for the rest of seventeen. Uh, Michael Jan- Michael Adams. Oh yeah, says, Michael Adams. Uh, this one ticks all the boxes for me. I love that a kid did the paint. Yeah, such a homespun vibe, even with the exposed routing. This is lean and tough looking. Love the pickup and bridge choice. Just looking at this thing, I know it sounds huge. The kind of guitar that begs questions. I definitely rock it. Nine out of ten. Nice. All right, so now is it time to move on to the gold medal? It First is. place. Do we it need is. a drum roll? This is where I'll put the sound uh, effect of the drum roll. Yeah. And first place for Mod Contest late 2017 early 2018 by 60 cycle hum is number 15 by dustin babitsky did i say his last name right (laughs) no idea this thing is a trip and there's some notes on this uh based on the fact that he outsourced a lot of the work yeah um so he so this was a conceptual team build. build. Um, it started as a Squire Vintage Modified Base 6, picked up as a scratch and dent model. Uh, he had some ideas um, for different parts and whatnot. He said when it was time to assemble the team, he reached out to Mark and Sean Penichar at Souf Guitars to see if they could help me with the build. Uh, they helped them strip the guitar down to nothing and layer a copper base coat that they let dry and then topped it with this killer Sherwood green finish, but not before masking off a couple of racing stripes in the copper. Then came a month of waiting for it to set and give it a little relicking. Uh, no one does a better relic than Mark and Sean. It's insane. He says, while we're waiting for the paint to dry, I went on a parts hunt, found a local metalsmith in Kansas City to help me cut some copper plates to match the mastery for the switches. For pickups, he reached out to Tim McNally to do some uh, foil-covered base six pickups. Uh, the output of the pickups is a little different than the stock base six. After wiring up the switches uh, and playing with the strangle switch, Sean and Mark suggested to drop down to 250 K pots instead of the usual 500, making a world of difference, letting the pickups uh, or uh, complementing the pickups perfectly and letting those bass notes sing. Uh, the pit guard is a solar flare spitfire tort pit guard. Um, the broken, the broken knobs, to complete the ensemble um, came from ATX Relics. And uh, there was enough budget to, left to grab some Labella Base 6 strings. Wow. So this whole thing uh, cost about $1,150 Jeez. to do the whole thing. So I want to just put this out there and say that this isn't winning because 
it's not like if you do a chili cookout and the person who wins wins because they cut up filet mignon for their meat. Like it didn't win because there's a lot of premium parts in here and things that cost money in this. It wins because it looks freaking excellent. It looks rad. The concept is like a complete concept. Uh, it just is a really cool guitar. And, you know, he could have been the kind of person who could do all this work himself, but he decided to, you know, to have other people do it. I don't know. And that's fine, too. That's part of modifying is getting it done whichever way that well, you Well, and fit. I think that's the big thing is, like, this, is, this isn't this wasn't necessarily like a DIY thing, but you know, some of the other ones, like you're always buying apart from someone else, whether you modify oh, sure. it or not. Um, I mean, uh, so there are different we ideas. We didn't lay down any rules saying you couldn't have other people do yeah. any part of the work for you. I don't know if he assembled it or not, or if he just had people do the pieces. I love that freaking firebrand pit card. It looks incredible. I go back and forth on it. I did vote. Uh, so Doug Cower voted this second. I voted it first. You voted it first. And Michael Adams voted it third. Um, Doug said... The fact that it got votes from everyone but Paul Frank says something. Yeah, uh, I mean, Paul is, like I said, he voted for things that no one else voted for. Doug said, what I loved, everything. What I didn't love, that it was mostly subcontracted work. Um, what Michael said was... <laughs> It's hideous. I love it. Props for matching the plates <laughs> to the mastery copper kit. Such a baller move that ties up ties the whole thing together. The guard really sets the whole thing off. Eight out of ten. Yeah, that that completion of the cop the copper concept is just fantastic. Yeah, I love the color combination of the Sherwood green over that copper or orange racing stripe. Well, it was a copper base coat, right? And then yeah. they put the the rest of the finish over it. Mm -hmm. It's just the full package as far as I'm concerned. And it's so funky. It's it's a base six. It's it's like so outside of everything else that was submitted, you know? It's a completely different instrument than yeah. what everyone else submitted. It it just shows that, you know, this contest is anyone's game. It could have been anything really. Man, so cool. Such a cool guitar. So we don't have prizes officially figured out yet. Uh, what I'm thinking about doing is making uh, first, second, and third place shirts through our uh, through our Threadless account and then shipping those out directly to the winners. And then we're going to put together some care packages for the winners as well. So the surprises will be, uh, the prizes will be surprises is what there I'm trying go. to say. <laughs> uh, hoping to get those out fairly soon. We'll be hitting up the winners for their mailing addresses to make that happen. Uh, this is a good contest. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot more work on my end than I planned for it to be. <laughs> a lot of organization going into like, like organizing all the files and get, getting everything out to the judges. So, uh, people are asking like, Oh, is this going to happen again next year? I don't know. We'll see how busy I am next year. There you go. Unless Steve wants to take it up. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, but I can totally see us doing something similar to this again. Maybe not this exact concept, but something like it, like a judge. Next concept. year is going to be the uh, speaker cabinet mod contest. I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to submit my crate two by twelve. Next next year will be send us money in the mail, and whoever sends us the most wins. wins. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, see you in the regular episodes. Bye bye. <laughs>